You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. This is the Seven Transformations podcast. My name is Tudor, and today I'm excited to share with you the five pillars of good leadership. It is based on a conversation, a little moment I had with my dance partner. We're fresh off of a competition from Vegas where we made the final after some hard work. And of course, as usual, we spend some time with each other to reflect and talk about what we learned. And um, a really quick conversation I had with her was about the timing of when to push and when to not. And it spawned this whole conversation. And afterwards, I started taking notes and started organizing all the things that were life lessons to me from dancing. I've been wanting to write and talk about this particular subject for a while because I do talk about it on a regular basis with my students. As you know, I compete professionally in ballroom dancing. I do this for a living full-time. I travel. Uh, I do all kinds of Dancing with the Stars shows here locally in Phoenix for charities. We do a lot of stuff, and it's an interesting life. I'm very grateful for it. And with it comes a variety of life lessons that I wanted to incorporate and share with you because although this is coming from my you know perspective in ballroom dancing, I think that it's valid for anything that you're in, whether it's business, if you're you know with your family, trying to start something, trying to be in a nonprofit organization, doing volunteering, whatever it is, these things are valuable life lessons because leadership is something that we all are undergoing constantly is a transformative part of our lives. And if you are looking to create a life for yourself, create a life you love, which is the whole shtick of this podcast, leadership is a key element. As you grow as a leader, so does your ability to create what you want in your life. So here we go. You know, these are some really interesting pillars of knowledge (laughs) as I relate to them. And they come from my experience in dancing and recently a lot of the things that have been going on in my life. And this is not a conclusive list. This is just five really important aspects that I've learned from my experiences in teaching and competing. And the first one is that energy. Leaders are here to manage energy. You have to speak the language of energy and you are dealing with energy. There's a quote from the Tao that says, you know, nature never hurries, yet everything is accomplished. And I love that quote because it talks about how everything that needs to be here is here. There is nothing wasted. I always say that nature has all of the wisdom that we will ever need. And if you look around, it's true. Everything is designed for maximum efficiency. In dancing, we see that the good dancers make it super easy. It makes it look, oh my gosh, so graceful, so light, so easy. 
And it it is in a sense, but it's also a product of efficiency in managing principles of energy. And another one, which is timing, which we'll talk about next, but the proper timing and organization of all those things so that energy can be efficient. As a good leader, you will have to learn to speak the language of energy because that is everything around you. And leaders are put in place so that the energy, the resources, the movement of, a, of an organization or team can be used to the maximum efficiency. I mean, if you look at any kind of leadership position, that is the point of the leader. You know, there's other roles, obviously, that are involved with specific positions. But generally speaking, the role of a leader is to manage the energy and the resources and, you know, the, the movement of that situation of this of organization so that it grows and profits, it does well for its members, its clients, and so on. So leaders must understand energy. And with energy comes the idea of duality, of how energy works. Energy works in ups and downs, in pairs of things. So as a leader, you cannot employ too many absolutes. You should have absolutes about what you are doing, but pairs of things are how the world works. For example, we often have to balance being authentic with having a strategy. That is a pair, a spectrum, if you will, that you will always have to balance as a leader. If I want to have a meeting, I need to get through the numbers and get my results and do all my structure, but I also want to make sure that I build good rapport with my employees and be authentic and check in with them as well. So it's it's a constant game of balances that as you grow in your leader and your ability to become a leader, you start to develop the awareness of what those pairs are for your particular situation and how to manage them so that they are the most effective and efficient possible. So principle one or pillar number one energy. Learn to speak the language of energy. And we mentioned that, you know, dancers make things look so easy. Whenever I go to a competition, uh, I love watching, you know, even actually people who just started, who are just having fun and relaxed, because it all boils down to the same principle, making it look easy. And the really good people, whether it's gymnasts or dancers or any kind of athletic pursuit, the people who make it look easy have a good timing to what they are doing. They understand the order in which you do something determines the result. All of these pillars, they're based on something measurable and real in our world. It's not something I made up. These are not my ideas. They're just something that I have observed to be true. And if you look at our reality, everything that you do is based on the order in which you do it. Chemistry, you know, your whole body is a chemical reaction. The, the timing of the things that you do determines whether you're going to be efficient or not. You know, they say timing is everything in life. And as a leader, in that sense, if we call this the dance of life, you have to learn to dance with the situation and know when is the proper timing for pushing or when to not push. That's really what it comes down to. And my conversation with my partner, Sonia, when she was sharing with me about how she had a breakthrough in realizing, oh my gosh, you know, when I need to relax and when I need to contract in my dancing. 
that relates to everything in life. As leaders, we are often challenged with situations that demand either action or not action, letting go. If you think about how many times with kids, when do you punish them? When do you tolerate it? With a relationship, romantic relationship, when you're starting to live together or even earlier than that, when when do you tolerate something? When do you let it go? And when do you say, you know what, this is how I would like this to go. It's a constant balance. And the only way to learn your timing is to fail. That's what really it boils down to. Because you have to take action. And the more action you take, the quicker you're going to learn. If you practice three hours a week at something, you're going to learn much faster than practicing one hour a week. You know, And so the point here is that the more attempts you make, the more action you take in your life on what's important to you, the more you are going to learn about timing. And your willingness to learn is also very important, which is the next principle. So the first principle, we had energy. Learn to speak the language of energy. Second principle is timing. Understand that everything happens in an order. And the order that you do, what you do, will determine the effectiveness of your result. You know, your life is a choreography. I like to say that just because my kind of choreography is spinning and arms flying everywhere, that doesn't mean that other people's choreography running through their day, going to work, doing the things they do there, picking up their kids, going to the gym, that those things aren't a choreography in and of themselves. So learning how to manage your choreography to produce the biggest result with the least amount of energy, efficiency, that is the key. That is one of the pillars, two of the pillars, actually, of being a good leader. And the third is listening. It goes back to the idea that as a leader, one of your greatest assets is listening. In dancing, the better your partner gets, the less you have to manage them, the less you have to micromanage and account for their imbalance or lack of skill. And that goes for life too. As leaders, we move, we shift our duties from being actively involved in actions to more in the world of observation, of listening, of information. A good non-dance example would be a general and a soldier. A soldier is out on the battlefield, living in action constantly. A general is in the war room with schematics and strategies and conversations. One is not better than the other, but a general exists in the world of information that allows to organize and listen and observe the actions of the people around them. Soldier doesn't have time for that. He's wrapped up in battle. Everything that you see is based on a blueprint. And that blueprint creates the results. So this third principle of listening is based on that idea. That information, whatever blueprint that you have, is going to give whatever actions you're doing. As a leader, you are having more people responsible for you. You have to make decisions and calculate a lot more things than you do when you weren't a leader. So naturally, your ability to listen, your ability to listen to 
the receptiveness of the situation to where is the, you know, being, having a, a sense of the direction that you're going. It goes back to the other two principles of timing and energy, when to push and when not to push. Your sense of listening to the pulse of life and to the dance of life, the choreography, seeing where is it going, that is the key. And as leaders, we often strive for inspiring the people around us for changing lives, for changing opinions even sometimes. But you have to remember that the receptiveness of a situation is part of the pair. You know, if you remember the first principle about energy, learning to speak the language of energy, you have to learn the value of pairs or a spectrum as a leader because things always come in twos. You're always balancing two things. And when we talk about the skill of a leader and this third principle of listening, the idea is receptiveness. Is the situation receptive to your action? And what kind of action is it? Is If you're thinking of pushing, then is the situation receptive to that? Is it more receptive to letting go? I don't know. That's the biggest question of being a leader, one of them at least. So receptiveness goes both ways too, because if you consider that this is a dance of life, that this is something we are in a choreography with the universe, the skill of the universe is absolute. It knows everything. It is moving everything with the least amount of energy for the greatest result. And with that, it means that everything in your life that's there is supposed to be there. And what that also means, if you take it one more step further, is that the information to be successful, to be enlightened, to be happy, it's already there. It's already happened to you. We often say, oh man, what advice would you give yourself when you were you know, 10, 20, 30 years younger? And that's the point, is that you have hindsight is twenty twenty, So your only thing that's changed is your ability to see and to listen. The older you get, you go through these experiences, you learn about the timing of when to push and when not to push. You learn different principles of energy and cycles of life and things that you have to balance, and you learn to listen. And that overall improves the amount of information you can extract from each moment. And that's what it's all about. The information is already there. Your ability to learn from it is the key. So if we move on, we have two more principles, two more pillars to go. But so far, you can see the parallels, I hope, in your own life. This is stuff that I love talking about. I talk about it on a regular basis with my friends, with my students. And I'm really happy to share it with you because, again, I think it's very relevant. Leadership Good leadership is something that we are never going to be in short supply of, especially with the world, the way the world is right now, with how family systems are being affected by all this technology and the rat race and all the things going on. We are missing these important principles because ultimately the world is becoming one of more separate parts, more details. And sometimes it is very exhausting. It's easy to lose ourselves in those details. And that leads me to the fourth principle, the fourth pillar of good leadership, which is cooperation. 
This is based on the idea that, you know, human beings are social creatures. We evolved to be social, to be rewarded for being social, to cooperate with each other. We are evolved to work as a team, as a group. The better a leader gets, he understands that the only way to success is to empower other people around him or her to be leaders themselves. And in that idea is a very important principle, an important distinction that leadership is not this singular experience that we associate it to. It's not the the leader that is going out for glory, the alpha male or alpha female that's standing triumphantly on the cliff, the hero, you know, uh, archetype. But rather, it is a group phenomenon. It's a dynamic, you know, I, I remember reading about the the Navy SEALs and how well they are trained as a unit. It is insane what these guys can do. Their level of sync with one another, mentally, emotionally, physically, it is incredible. And that is what leadership looks like, good leadership. It is a dynamic group phenomenon. So, you know, the most successful companies, the most successful people understand this, and they understand that leadership is a cooperative thing. The traditional idea of leadership is to think of the leader as this one singular force that governs, you know, the entire tribe, and it's the strongest and the fastest. And that is from a very competitive mindset, you know, leading the race, distinguishing themselves by separating from the rest. And that's that's not what leadership is about. You know, leadership is about your ability to support the tribe around you, whether that's the tribe of your friends or the tribe at your Fortune 500 company. I don't care what it is. The idea is the same. Because as you grow as a leader, your ability to create that leadership phenomenon around you is the measurement of your good leadership. And wherever that happens to be, create it and let others take the lead so that you can become more of a supportive role. Remember the general and the soldier. As we, re, as we increase in our responsibility over others in life, our duties become more in managing information, in listening and observing. We are not there to be taking action over every little thing. And especially as you empower the people around you, more minds put together can create a common solution, a common cooperative outcome. I often like to compare dancing to martial arts because martial arts and dancing are very similar, you know, believe it or not. Unfortunately, in a sense that martial arts has, has had all these things associated with it, like spirituality, meditation, you know, all these cool things. And dancing has got, you know, rhinestones and Dancing with the Stars and Patrick Swayze. So the immediate association to spiritual principles or enlightenment or whatever is not very obvious with dancing because of those kinds of histories. But in reality, dancing and martial arts are very similar. They employ the same principles of the body, the study of energy, of movement from one partner to the other. The only difference is that with martial arts, the end result 
is to disable my partner or to destroy them, let's say in a worst case scenario. With martial arts, the goal is not to create anything, but to eliminate the threat. In ballroom dancing, let's say we use that as an example, partner dancing, it's quite the opposite. We're employing those same principles of energy transference, of two things working, you know, to create something, to create something that is greater than what two individuals or one individual can create on their own. So the idea is generative, it is creative. And in a dynamic situation where a good leader is empowering the people around them to also stand up and contribute to the leadership role, to the leadership phenomenon, that is the dance of life. That is the dance of leadership happening between multiple people. That's why cooperation is the fourth most important pillar in this thing we call leadership. You know, this is something that is a theme in life, in families, everywhere. It is not just in business. It is not just in dancing. I think it's such an important aspect to leading a created life, a, a life that you love. In relationships, Have to have a good relationship with somebody, both people have to understand what it means to be a good leader. You have to be able to employ these kind of principles in how you manage the romance and the love and the experiences and the conflicts. You know, working with somebody else is one of the most difficult things in the world. Leadership is hard, both on the dance floor and off of it. It's a very difficult thing because what's easy, what's easy is management. What's easy is telling people what to do, managing the numbers. You know, none of that stuff has to do with leadership. Leadership is difficult. These kind of principles to put them in place, especially cooperation. And the final principle, which I'll introduce in a bit, which is non-obvious power, those things are very difficult. So the final principle, which I just introduced, non-obvious power. That is something that I'm still learning quite a bit. I have learned it from observing years and years of my own dancing, competing, and working with students. And that is the idea that's based on the idea of gravity and space. It's something that you can, again, observe in nature. I was talking to one of my friends about the law of attraction and how we can take action in our lives in different ways. A lot of times we can relate to action from a very masculine perspective. And when I say masculine, I mean masculine energy, like going for it, push, you know, go out, you know, divide and conquer, that kind of thing. And there are other ways to achieve a result without having to employ that kind of energy or attitude. And understanding them will make you a very comprehensive, well-rounded leader. One of them is the principle of gravity. Now, I was telling my friend that, you know, let's say I want to find a girlfriend in my life or a boyfriend. Well, one aspect is to invest a lot of energy and resources in the external. Okay, I'm going to make sure I look good and put some good clothes on, run around, try to get as many dates, go on dating apps, you know, go out, blah, 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 and chase. That is a very external way of using your energy. If you look at the universe, though, 
one of the most powerful and interesting forces that we still don't explain to this day is gravity. Gravity somehow keeps everybody on the planet, but is, you know, strong enough to move the earth around the sun. I mean, it is such an interesting idea. It's it's completely relative. It takes care of everything. It's invisible and it's extremely powerful. So how can we employ that lesson in leadership? Well, I can force somebody to do something. I can go out of my way and expend energy and move, you know, towards that object. Or I can use gravity. For example, with finding a boyfriend or girlfriend. In nature, in space, the more dense something is, the more gravity it has. So what does that mean for you in your life? Well, think about it. Let's say you want to find a social mate. Well, go to the gym, build some muscle, increase the density of your body. Go and read some books, learn, improve the density of your brain because that's what you're doing. You're, you're creating more cells. Those things improve your density. And in essence, they improve your gravity physically. Now, it's not a lot. You're not going to start having plates orbiting you in the kitchen. But what that means, though, if you give it some thought, what that means is that you are employing the law of attraction. Think about it. The, the bigger your bank account, the, the bigger, the nicer your body looks, the more you know, the more reading you do, those types of things employ the law of attraction to you. Things and people just start coming into your life without you having to waste energy on external things. You are focusing in it internally and developing your sense of yourself, your gravity, your denseness, your own attractive power. So that is the principle of gravity. And that can be used in leadership by leading indirectly. That's what really this comes to. It's non-obvious power to lead indirectly. So when we look at situations, sometimes going direct is not going to answer the situation. It's only going to cause more problems, more waste of energy. And learning to recognize those indirect opportunities and how to use them, they're not easy. It's not easy to go indirect, especially if naturally you tend to be very direct. But to increase your effectiveness as a leader, you have to understand those principles. The second one is space. I love to use this as an example for leadership because space is such a curious thing, and I like to use the idea of rooms. You know, when you move into a new apartment or a new house, it's empty, and it's a space for you to create whatever you want in it. And a space, a room can be very different. Sometimes it can be completely empty, like a storage room, and you can decide what you want to put there. Sometimes that room can be obviously a living room. Still empty, but it has a predetermined purpose to it as well. And sometimes you can even move into an apartment and it's already furnished. So it's still a space, but you know that's also going to affect what you can put in it. So those different levels of space and how it's organized, that is how we can also behave as leaders in an indirect way. Because as a leader, sometimes being direct is not going to work. You have to be indirect. 
you have to be a space you have to be able to listen you have to be able to create a space for that other person or situation to manifest itself you know sometimes that space can be very open without any intention of anything or sometimes there can be some strategy involved you could still be a space but have a guiding direction to where you're going in your meetings in your plans and your discussions with people you know so again that goes back to the first principle of energy pairs balancing my you know desire to be a space and being open for whatever happens with my desire for an outcome there's always two things so that is the principle of indirectness of non-obvious power develop your non-obvious power gravity is extremely powerful yet it is not very obvious so that is something to reflect upon. Those are my five pillars of good leadership. I hope you've enjoyed. This is something that I will look forward to developing more in the future. I'll take probably each of these and make an episode on them. I think they're really interesting. I've had so many experiences from my own you know, career, just off the floor, on the floor, social experiences in my own life with the people around me about these different principles of leadership and I think they're super valuable because like I said I think anybody can find themselves in these principles so one more time the first principle is energy learn to speak the language of energy to see things in pairs and in things that you have to balance as a leader because as a leader you have to your job is to make sure that you get the highest result for the least amount of energy the second principle is timing. The order in which you do something determines the result. Learn when to push and when to not. The choreography of your life is the key. And mastering that to produce beautiful results is the journey of leadership. The third principle is listening and learning to observe and move away from being 100% in the blind-sidedness of action 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 and learning to listen to observe the situations and calculate your attacks carefully and your leads carefully and being receptive because you are also being led by the universe this is a dance of life that you are the follower and the universe is the leader and your ability to be receptive to the moment at hand also is critical to you developing the wisdom and the life lessons that you need to learn in your particular area that you are being a leader in. Every situation already has everything we need to know. It is just whether our ears and eyes are open. The fourth pillar is cooperation. We are social beings. We are social creatures. Our leadership is not a singular experience of distinguishing or separation. It is a group phenomenon. It is the Navy SEALs. It is not Hercules. It is a dynamic team of well-rounded leaders working together. That's what good leadership is. And learning to create that around you is the journey of being a good leader. Empowering the people around you to become leaders in and of themselves is very difficult, but it is also the most sustainable and long-term uh, strategy for whatever you're doing and the fifth principle 
is the principle of non-obvious power or indirectness. Look at the world around you. Gravity rules everything around us, law of attraction, and even space and how space works. Everything is a space for everything else. A room is a space for various things based on the shape of the room, the contents that was already in it, you know, the position, so on and so forth. Learn how to be a space for different things. And as a space, you're always going to balance those different things. Like we said earlier, pairs, strategy, and what you want as an outcome versus being open and receptive to the situation. So those are your principles. With, with the last one, I'll just remind you with gravity. So space and gravity, we talked about space, gravity, become more dense invest in yourself i can't stress this enough too often we waste our energy in pursuing the outside and not to say that that there's no value in that but increase your gravity become dense with knowledge with muscle with experience and you will see how the world around you moves without you having to leading it to move so that's your life lesson for today thank you for allowing me to share this with you and I hope you really got a lot out of this. My goal, again, is that these lessons are something universal. And I'm very passionate about these things. I hope that everybody can see themselves in it, despite the fact that it's coming from my own life experience in, in a niche area. You know, ballroom dancing is something very uh, niche in some sense. But I think that the lessons offered are totally universal and very, very interesting. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you like it, Share it with your friends. Let them know about it. I'm on Facebook as well. I have a Facebook page. And uh, drop me a line if you are inspired about anything. Don't hesitate to say hello. Like I said, I'm on Facebook. I also have a website. You can check it out. And I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Wherever you are, be a good leader. Employ. Try to employ one of these principles in your life today, tomorrow, the next day, and see how it goes. So thanks for listening, and I'll check you guys later. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For weekly articles on creating a life you love, stay connected at the 7